So I hope you can remember um, what I think I said in the opening talk, that the unfolding of the instructions is not linear. It can't really be linear. So we're adding pieces of this kind of jigsaw puzzle and um, they just kind of come when they come. the practice will get easier if you if you feel that you're struggling it will get you'll get the hang of this more and more it will become more familiar and so uh, this morning i want to actually just touch on some possible difficulties that might be coming up and and how we might address them and also introduce a, a new piece a, another piece of the jigsaw puzzle <clears throat> and like any any meditation practice, difficulties can arise. In fact, difficulties will arise. That's, that's a, taken for granted with any meditation practice. If difficulties arise, then it becomes a question of, well, how, how can I relate to these difficulties? What's my attitude towards them, certainly? And what's a skillful way of responding to them? And I just want to touch on just a, just a couple <clears throat> today. So the first one is uh, tiredness or uh, these, the hindrance of what's called sloth and torpor, sort of dullness, fogginess, heaviness, sleepiness that comes. Now Chris spoke about this uh, last night in the talk and offered a number of possible <coughs> responses that one can make to uh, bring the energy up and, and relate to it in a good way. And I want to offer one more thing, particularly related to the practice that we're doing. Tiredness is actually, it's a, it's a very interesting mind state. It's a, it's a very interesting mind state. Sometimes one's sitting or walking or just in one's day and one feels completely uh, exhausted or just, just uh, overcome with tiredness. And it feels like the whole system is tired. Everything, every bit of me is tired. Mind, soul, body, the whole, the whole show. Now, of course, sometimes we are really tired and we need to sleep, etc. And oftentimes uh, there's a backlog of tiredness that we arrive at on retreat. But if I can begin paying attention to this experience of tiredness, along this central line, I might find something very interesting. Oftentimes, when I look for the feeling in the body of tiredness that's going along with this feeling that I have, it's not that easy to find it. It's not that easy to find. It's very interesting. And oftentimes, what I might find is just a pressure behind the eyes or a sense of tightness uh, behind, in, in the head behind the eyes. And that's what I find physically from this big feeling of tiredness that I feel I'm in. And it's unpleasant. It's probably not excruciatingly painful, but it's unpleasant. A little bit. <laughs> Something's happening there. Something very interesting is happening. So first of all, if I can identify that and let it be what it is. So it's on this central line. It's maybe in, in the middle axis of the body inside. And I can just identify, just open the hands again and let it be, let it be unpleasant. Just let it be what it is. And feel it, feel what it is. The whole enormity of the tiredness can, can, begins, 
can sometimes begin to clear. And it's actually a much smaller experience, a much more handleable experience. If I really investigate this, what I notice, I'm not saying 100% of the time, but more times than, uh, you know, enough times to be surprising. What I notice is that with this little ball of tightness or pressure or heaviness behind the eyes, there is a response of aversion to it. I don't like it. I want to get rid of it. And that wanting to get rid of it somehow makes it balloon up to, to encompass the whole of, of, the, of the being, feels like. Do you understand what I'm saying? Check it out. So I'm not saying it will be this, or, but, but it's, it's quite interesting. Something happens to make something that's quite small look very big. And in that is a huge insight for us. And also something very helpful in relationship to tiredness. So to play with it, explore it, because it might be that it's relevant, it might be helpful, <coughs> um, and particularly uh, relevant to our practice that we're doing. But I was, you know, again, tiredness is very interesting. I was talking with a, with a good friend the other day, and she was saying she'd been tired a lot recently, tired a lot, and we were talking about other stuff. And actually, what's been going on, and it was her, she that came to this, uh, this insight, she was. She feels like because of certain ways some of the relationships are in in her life right now that she's she's uh, kind of bottling her effervescence. She's she's sitting on her. Uh, doesn't want to be too um, loud and too too much energy. So she feels like she has to kind of tone it down a little bit, and she's repressing the life energy. And she ends up feeling very tired. And then she feels like she has no life energy. But actually that's not what's going on. Again, tiredness is very interesting. How, how often is tiredness actually about resistance? I'm resisting maybe something I don't want to feel. Or I'm even resisting my very own energy, my very own life force, my very own overflowing. And, and sometimes in life that can become such a habit, such a habit, and I don't even know that I'm doing it. The days go by and, and one, one's in a relationship with oneself that's kind of just squashing, squashing oneself. And so one's tired a lot and tired a lot. Possibilities, possibilities, but certainly don't know what's happening. Tiredness is usually more interesting than, than it might first appear. So that's one thing to play with and explore. <clears throat> Another uh, obvious, obvious difficulty that can come up is physical discomfort uh, when we're sitting and walking and sitting and walking. Very understandable and normal. So let's talk a little bit about that. Um, but actually, w- let's take it again at the shallow end. What about you're sitting in meditation and you get an itch in your face and there's just or your ear or something? Um, now, very easily, the hand just comes up and, and just scratches it and. What the scratching is, I want to get rid of this itch. Right? We don't really think about it. It's a movement of aversion, basically. But the itch is slightly uncomfortable. What would it be to actually... Ah, itch, okay. And actually, what is an itch? What is it? Like, linger with the sensations of an itch and explore this human, actually animal as well, experience of, of an itch. 
So in a way, we're bringing this same practice with the open hands. We're bringing it towards the itch and just holding openness for the itch to be there. And what is this? What is this experience of itching? So in a way, it's just the same thing. And then what happens when I do that? What happens when I bring that relationship to, to an experience? <clears throat> now, of course, sometimes when we're sitting and walking, the physical discomfort is a lot more intense than just an itch. And there's something uh, painful in the body or aching, etc. Very normal, very understandable. The first thing to do then is to relax the rest of the body. Because if something's, your back is aching or your knee is aching, it's very common for the rest of the body to tense in, in reaction. So first check the rest of the body. Relax the shoulders, relax the belly, relax anything that feels like it's holding and tensing. That, that's going to be helpful. Um, because that tensing is adding. It's adding problem. Then you may want to notice where is not in pain. In other words, maybe I have an ache in my shoulder and, and the attention just gets sucked in there, which it often does. We, the attention gets sucked in to where it's a problem. And that's not always helpful at all. So really helpful, my shoulder hurts. Well, how are my toes? How's the end of my nose? How's my earlobes? And they're probably okay. They're probably okay. But that kind of gives a sense of more... Uh, space around something, more context. So rather than just getting sucked into where the difficulty is and, and t- tightening this knot there, actually hanging out a little bit where it's, where it's like, just realizing there are places where it's okay. But then again, we could bring the very same practice that we're doing along this central line to wherever the pain is. What would it be to just bring a light, curious uh, attentiveness, allowing the pain to be unpleasant, which is what pain is. It's just unpleasant. In this moment, I can let you be unpleasant. And there's this allowing and this this curiosity there. <clears throat> so in that, the attention can probe a little bit. It can enter into the pain. I sort of... Uh, target the pain and go inside the texture of it with with the attention. And then what might I find, just as I might find in, in the central line, I might find that the, the pain is actually changing moment to moment. The experience is impermanent. One moment is not the same as the next moment, the next second. It changes. And there's this flickering nature of it. Now, why is that important? Why is that important to see that? Because what we tend to do with difficult experience is make it into an impenetrable, solid, heavy mass that we then are, feel squashed by and oppressed by. But if I, can, if I can stare at it enough that moment to moment I see it's changing, then I see actually it's not as solid as it, as it seems to be. Does this make sense? Yeah? And, and so I'm not so oppressed by this sense of something being so solid. It's got more space in it, and I'm, I'm seeing the gaps in it. OK, 
can be also very helpful when there's physical discomfort to, um, we'll talk much more about this later on the retreat, to actually open up the awareness quite broadly. Um, in a way, when there's difficulty, like I said, the attention can tend to shrink into it, and that's not helpful. It's not helpful. But if you open up quite a space and be with listening and the sense of the space in the room, it's almost like the, the pain has a, a bigger context, and that's really, really helpful. I can also begin to become aware of what my relationship with the pain is, which is usually I want to get rid of it. Maybe I have a sense of that, and then I can begin to relax that relationship a little bit and kind of let the pain be there, practicing relaxing, relaxing the relationship with something. We'll talk more about this because it's really important, but I want to put it out now in case... Does it make sense if I say that? Yeah. But the important thing is not to strain, not to strain the body. So there's chairs, and I said yesterday there's extra chairs... It might be really skillful to alternate the postures if it's too much. We're not, it's not an endurance test with pain. We want to be taking care of the body. We want to have this sense that the mindfulness that I'm bringing to whatever is going on is helpful. That's really important. So if I'm just trying to endure a pain, it, it may not be that the way I'm paying attention to it is very helpful at all. I'm just getting into a struggle and a strain may even be hurting my body. The mindfulness then, the attentiveness, is not helpful. So this is a whole other dimension of practice, to to begin to ask and sense when our mindfulness is helpful and when it's something not helpful in it. We'll say much more about this, but again, I'm throwing it out now. At the risk of overloading... Um, you with stuff. You know, sometimes we can have a very intense gaze at something. It's like staring something down. I have this pain or I have a feeling, um, whatever, an, an, an emotion. I'm, I'm staring it down. I'm really just penetrating it with my gaze. So the, the intensity in the att- attention is very strong. Sometimes that's helpful and sometimes it's not helpful. I can laser beam this thing. Sometimes, when I make this gesture, it's partly saying there can be more softness in the attention, less intensity, less hardness. Does that make sense? Yeah. So there's, there's, you, can actually, you begin to get a feel over time, this might take some, some days even, to get a feel of when the attention is more intense and when it needs to be more soft. And sometimes, you know, the attention that I'm giving something can, can be touching it like, like a feather, just lightly touching something. And that is actually much more helpful than laser beaming it. Yeah? Now, sometimes, of course, and a number of people have said this in the group that we had yesterday, we're trying to do this practice, and it may be new, and one looks inside and says, well, there's not much happening. I can't feel anything. I'm not feeling anything. Well, actually, for most people, most of the time, that's what's happening. We're not in a, in a heavy-duty emotional state most of the time in our life. And that's fine and right and okay. It's not that I'm not sitting here saying, uh, if you're not feeling anything, you're in denial. 
And really, you're sitting on a volcano and, you know, (laughs) guys, you better get honest with yourselves. I'm not saying that at all. At all. I mean, maybe, you know, but... uh, (laughs) That's not at all the assumption. Check it out if it's yours. Most of the time, we're not in the grip of some very powerful emotion. So... Can I realize that? That's, this is actually my life. This is my life, to not be in, in some intense grip of something all the time. Um, what does the mind do with that? You know? So it could be, it occurred to me, it could be helpful to put aside this whole word emotion or feeling. Just leave it aside. Because it could be that's getting in the way for some people. And think rather, well, what is the experience along this center line? Maybe that's more helpful. So just don't even think in terms of feelings. So when I look, and here's this center line that we've been talking about, right from the top down to the perineum, and, and, I, and I'm in, in there, and, and I look, and I say, well, right now, I don't feel any particular emotion. I could say it's sadness, or it's fear, or it's joy, or whatever. There's just, but there's an experience here. What's the experience? Maybe I go in, and I see, oh, well, it's a little bit knotted around the throat. Or um, it feels a bit tight, like I was saying, behind the eyes. Or there's a bit of pressure around the chest. Or um, it feels open here around the solar plexus, maybe. Or the belly feels soft. You know, these are very, uh, it's just an experience somewhere along the central line. Or maybe it feels tingly along a larger area. Or warm somewhere. So maybe the word feeling is too loaded and too uh, blinkered a little bit. Um, maybe I go in and there's a really feeling of nothing happening. It's kind of like a space. I go here in the belly and, and really, well, there's just space there. So maybe let's take that as an example. I, I'm looking for the experience and there's nothing there. There's nothing. But then I, I decide to just very lightly with this feather attentiveness... Uh, look at the feeling of space that's there in, in the belly region. And I'm with it. Well, and that's interesting with it. Then it tightens a little bit. And then I'm with that. And then the tightening passes. And then it's the space again. And then I'm with the, the space a little bit more lightly. And it's, if I, it's as if there's a kind of melting, kind of, a melting in the space. And actually, that feels a little bit pleasant. It's very subtle, but it's a little bit pleasant. Well, that's interesting. It's shifting, and the very looking is, is, is part of what's shifting it. The looking is, is part of the whole thing. So I'm just with this, or it's melting. It's a little bit pleasant. Maybe I can stay with that pleasantness in the same way. Or another time, maybe I go in and I, I'm looking, and nothing particularly strong is standing out, and I look a little bit more closely, and I see, oh, right down at, um, at the perineum, right, right at the bottom. Uh, it's like there's a little bit of tightness there, a little bit of holding. Um, maybe I'm with it. And in the way that I'm with it, because of this open-handed, uh, this ap- approach of allowing the unpleasantness, it can just soften a little bit. There's a softening that comes in. And then I'm with that. It's like, what does it feel like to soften? And then I notice, as it softens, there's a quality of tenderness that comes into the being. Very subtle. The physical sensation softens, and I wouldn't even call it an emotion. 
there's a quality of tenderness that just comes through. And then I'm making this up, okay? Uh, and then and then there's there's tenderness, and then and then I'm with that tenderness, and then there's like a shadow, just like the briefest shadow passing through of a kind of melancholy. And I'm just putting that word, and again, it's an emotional word, but maybe I don't even have a label for it. It's just a feeling of something like like a cloud just so briefly passing across the sun. So it's this alive, g- gentle, light atten- attention, the lightness of the attention to nothing much happening, starts to reveal a whole world. Because partly what we're doing, we're doing with any meditative practice, is we're learning the art of attentiveness. We're learning the art, and that's a really good word, the art of mindfulness. I found this beautiful um, little passage about the painter Cezanne, uh, Paul Cezanne. And uh, I can't remember where I found it, but uh, um, the long periods he spent alone studying a scene and then painting it shifting his viewpoint a little bit each day became legendary among young artists. Just his, his utter patience in looking and his, his willingness to just stay in, in a scene looking and looking until it became alive for him. People would hear about this. There's this crazy old man who sits there all day looking and looking at something that doesn't seem that interesting. And then he writes in, in a letter to his son, uh, also called Paul, in, in 1906. And he says, Here on the edge of the river, the motives are very plentiful. The same subject, seen from a different angle, gives a subject for study of the highest interest and so varied that I think I could be occupied for months without changing my place, simply bending a little more to the right or left. So Extraordinarily beautiful, and if you know his poem, it's just his real master of looking <clears throat> and taking that looking inside. So patience, patience, really key. Something we're just like we're not pressuring, and something begins to sensitize to what's going on. Um. I want, to, I want to talk about resourcing, but I'm going to leave a lot of it out and I'll talk about it uh, another, another time. But I'll pull one thing out for now and then we'll do an experiment. When I feel calm, in other words, not much going on, what happens when I pay attention carefully, lightly, caringly to that feeling of calmness or not much going on? I give that attention. What happens... I can just sustain the attention on the experience of calm or not much. So that's a question for you to explore. Now, I would say uh, that very interestingly, if I can just do that with the experience of it, what happens is the feeling of calmness can grow. It's very interesting. The feeling of calmness, the experience of calmness grows by giving it attention. And sometimes it even grows so much that it becomes uh, deep peace or joy, but just through the attention. Possible. And in time, if I learn to pay attention to, to aspects of experience that I would usually overlook, 
they can really build w- with the uh, repeated attention to them. So actually, joy becomes kind of a groove for the mind. A groove. We're, we're used to being in joy, and it becomes more and more accessible. But it's coming from sustaining attention on something that I would otherwise have overlooked, because it just doesn't seem worthy of attention. Okay. Let's do a little experiment, um, if you're ready. So, um, so come into your meditation posture. Again, just take take a little time to just settle in the body. To establish your posture. Connect with this sense of kindness, this offering, this giving to ourselves. This is what we're doing. Practice is not a demand, is not a pressure, is not a should, is not a performance to prove our worth to ourselves or to others. Simply this kindness, simply this caring for ourselves. feel ready, becoming aware of how it feels to sit, and the feeling of sitting. And then perhaps seeing what's happening along this center line, seeing if there's anything standing out or prominent or whatever is the most prominent. And just touching that with the attention, holding that in the open hands, whatever it is, and letting it be, allowing it to be, pleasant or unpleasant or neither particularly. 
There's just this curiosity, this intimacy with the experience along the central axis or somewhere along the central axis. No pressure. Now let's, if it's possible, to expand the awareness. So it's almost as if there's a balloon or a bubble of awareness. Rather than the central axis, actually you can feel the awareness expanding, pushing the edges almost of this balloon out. So it's even just a little bit bigger than the physical body. There's a space of awareness just around the body. So it's a a bigger awareness. And one's stretching this balloon of awareness. You're stretching the awareness over this whole space that we call the body. So in a way the body is in this little bubble. And that whole bubble, that whole balloon is filled with awareness. Bright and sensitive awareness. Feeling the texture of that space, the vibration of it. What does it feel like, that whole space? So there's a kind of global awareness of this whole area, this whole bubble, stretching the skin of the balloon. And then just feeling what it feels like. What does it feel like, that space? What's the quality, the felt kinesthetic sense?
So you're really kind of opening the body and opening the awareness to that whole space of the body. This balloon will keep shrinking. It will keep shrinking. That's the normal tendency. And you just keep stretching it so that it's a little bit bigger than the physical body. You just keep stretching it out and filling it with awareness, with sensitivity. So the awareness is alive in that. What does it feel like, this space? It'll keep shrinking and you keep pushing it out and feeling into the energy, the the quality, the vibrations in that space. demand, no pressure, just letting the attention be light, letting the awareness receive whatever's there. Keep this balloon filled stretched tight with awareness. And what's the sense inside? opening the space, stretching it over the body. Letting the awareness fill that space. The whole body is included all at once. The legs, the arms, the head, the whole body is in this 
balloon. And just feeling into the texture of it. Opening, opening the awareness, stretching it. How does it feel? What do you notice? I'm less interested, we're less interested in the anatomical body and more in the feeling of this whole space. The energy of the whole space. The vibration of it. Keep pushing it out when it shrinks because it will keep shrinking and you keep stretching this balloon.
So in this larger balloon of awareness, this larger bubble of awareness, maybe there are regions that feel differently. Just allowing all of that. Maybe you're even aware of this central axis within the larger bubble, but without focusing in on it so much. Just feeling, noticing whatever is there, however it is. Maybe the whole space feels quite uniform in its texture and its energy and its quality. How was that? Fantastic. <laughs> but but I'm, I'm just interested, it helps me to know. Strange? Abstract. What, how do you mean abstract? Um, 
words for it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So Joe's saying, if you can't hear it at the back, first she said, it's abstract. And I asked her what she meant by abstract. But then she said, it feels nice, but I don't really have any words to describe it. Okay. Okay. And can't get into any detail about texture. But that that's exactly right when we do this. Okay. So it's a different kind of attention. There's a way that the attention can be very uh, detailed or move in a way that it's actually, I wouldn't use the word abstract, I would say more uh, spread, diffused, less detailed, and actually that's really helpful. It feels nice, but I can't exactly find the words for it. Yeah? So that's actually great. Anyone else? Yeah, okay. Very good, yeah. So for some people, this is much harder. Uh, We're used to paying attention in a more directed way, and to be more global like that is, is very unusual. Other people, it's the other way around. It's easier to do that. So... All I can say is the more practice, the more familiar it will become. And for other people, this was probably easier than the other thing we did. You know, um, So pe- people are different, etc. Um, let's c- come back to that in a sec. So anyone else? Um, I've got an aversion to blue. Okay. <laughs> Bubble? Um, Egg? <laughs> Sphere? Sphere? Okay. What we're really doing is... Uh, yeah. Okay. Um, um, energy ball. Yeah. Okay. W- w- really, what we're doing is just w- we're paying attention in 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 a in a more open way, and whatever way helps that. So it's it's this field. It's a field that I'm paying attention to, rather than a point or or an air. It's a field. That I'm then inhabiting with attention. Yeah. So whatever, whatever works. Um, I have a few feeling that we're appearing outside the, the balloon. Uh-huh. Okay. The, uh, there was a risk of uh, having it shrinking unless I managed to incorporate it. Yeah. So that's what happened. I, uh, I managed to uh, to get a rising feeling incorporated inside the bubble. Good. And this way, this helped the bubble. Uh, very good. Yeah. Could you hear that at the back? Yeah. Good. So you, all, all this stuff is very creative. That's really helpful. Because what's your name? Louis. Louis. You know, it, we're responding in the moment to what's happening. If I don't respond to what's happening in practice, either I hit a brick wall or I fall asleep. One of those two things will happen. But there's a sense of, well, what should I do with this? Well, I'll try this. I'll try that. And, and something, it starts to be very playful and creative, which is great. So it's not, so, as I said in the opening talk, so often we have an idea of, am I doing it right? Is this right? And I, and I want to know that I'm doing it right. But actually there's a sense of, well, I can just try things and kind of see, see what happens. In this, in this sense, Louis tried something and, and was actually, there was a discovery there. So really to give yourself permission to play and to experiment, you know, that's really, it's really okay. Please.
the body was protected, and so I could go and like dissociate a little bit. Okay. Yeah. I come back and like check on it. Yeah. But I felt like I had more of a tendency to like leave. Mm-hmm. Often thoughts and stories. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and when you were here, in the moments that you were here, what did it feel like? It feels very similar to what I feel in practice. Ah, good. Okay, very good. Can everyone hear that? Yeah, good. Um, so it feels very similar to what I feel in metapractice, which, which is, could you put words to it, even throw a few words at it? <laughs> okay. Um, beautiful. Yeah, lovely. Softness, protection, safety, kindness, warmth, perhaps, you know, things like that. Great. Good, good. Great. Yeah, lovely. Solidity and safety. Um, so that's great. Okay. And this, this is often. Not always, but often what happens when you open up the field like that and you inhabit it a little bit, it's actually more pleasant than we might imagine. You know, there's actually, there's actually a resource there. Now, what you're describing is also very interesting. And then, and then it's like the mind doesn't stay there, it goes somewhere else. But there's something good for the mind here in this space. So it's, it's a matter of just coming back and feeling out the texture of it more. So it's almost like bathing in, in, that, in that sense of... of what you described, the, the, the safety and the bathing in the kinesthetic sense of it. Does that make sense? Uh, in time, the mind gets used, the, the attention gets used to doing that and it becomes a real resource. So it's just a habit to go off and you, and you bring it back and really really feel it as much as you can. And, um, and that, that, as I said, it, be, it begins to become a kind of a groove, a place where the mind dwells in this, in this space of well-being. Over time, really quite a lot of time, the habit changes. Yeah? So you're, every time you notice it, just bring it back and enjoy that feeling more. Enjoy, feel it and enjoy it and something starts consolidating there. That makes sense. Yeah, great. Um, what was that? I just thought at first that the egg, I imagined it as an egg, sort of encompassed also, it was much bigger. Mm-hmm. How big? Uh, and encompassed the outside. Yeah, okay. And so I sort of had to come back. Yeah. And yeah. But it felt like a great, great uh, tip on sort of bringing this uh, feeling of protection everywhere one goes. Yeah, beautiful. Yeah. yeah. Could you hear that at the back or no? no. Um, so Roseanne, right? Yeah, saying um, uh, at, at first this egg, she was imagining it as an egg, and and it got really big to include even the outside. So we're going to get to that as a different thing in a few days or some point, um, making it really big and seeing what that does. But for now, I'd, I'd rather not and keep it here. Um, and then the sense of actually realizing, oh, that this can be a sense of uh, a resource and protection that one's kind of taking with oneself. Yeah. But like Joe, jo? yeah. like Joseph, you know, it, it may be so. People are saying, oh, it was it was really helpful. Some people that was really difficult. I didn't feel anything. It was, you know, it was even difficult to make the awareness big like that. People are different. The sort of styles of attention are different. Completely fine. So, but right now, I think we have two kinds of practices: this central line thing and this bigger thing, and just play with them both. And and over time, you can develop them both. For now, um, 
eventually this bubble thing that I'm talking about uh, becomes becomes a real resource. And sometimes I'm you know, working with someone, there's real uh, trauma there or real uh, something really difficult in the past and the emotions are, are there, very strong, very, uh, a lot of fear in relationship to them. And accessing this kind of thing, opening the awareness and actually realizing there's this sense of safety, there is this sense of well-being there, it, it creates uh, a really helpful context for the difficulty. And one can... Uh, Resource oneself, then dip into the difficulty, and resource oneself, and dip dip into the difficulty like that. Very, very helpful. So it, it enables one to approach what is difficult, because one has, uh, one is developing uh, a store of something helpful. Um, so, like I said, in, in a way, now we have two practices. We have. This one that we introduced yesterday, we're just checking what's happening along the line. It's more directed like that. And this one that's more open so far, this bubble. Sometimes, and you have to see how your own practice evolves, it it happens that the bubble actually in the moment provides a context for what's going on here. So it could be, I have a heartache going on. I have a sadness, and actually the bubble is around it, and it really helps because it gives it gives this sense of uh, resource around something difficult. Does that make sense? But but I wouldn't see see how it goes. Maybe don't push that right now. Maybe just keep them separate and see maybe that evolves or, or not. Does that feel okay? That <laughs> at the back. Yeah, good, okay. Um, Okie doke. So, in the walking today, same thing. How does it feel to walk? Maybe you want to check out the the central line. Maybe you want to stop to do that, slow down to do that. Feel very free. Play with the whole thing. Be very uh, playful and experimentative. Or sometimes you may want to stop and check out this, this bubble, this egg. And how does that feel? Or slow down. Maybe you can even walk in this bubble. So play with it, play with it. It's, it's it's your practice, and get get a feel. You will definitely find some things easier than others, as everyone does, and sometimes easier than others. And that's all very very normal. But just just play with these tools a little bit. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org/slash. Donate.